This podcast is intended for advisors and staff at the cooperators. The views and opinions expressed are those of the subjects and do not necessarily reflect the official position of the cooperators. You are listening to the Advisor Network Podcast, where your fellow advisors share tips, stories, and lessons learned. We call this series, What I Learned During the Pandemic. While it sometimes seems like we've been dealing with COVID-19 for years, it's really only been three months. But those three months will have a major impact on how we do business in both the short and long term. We'll talk to advisors about their experiences since this all started, how they've adapted, and what they've learned about technology, processes, clients, and themselves. Rochelle Link has been an advisor for seven years and has an office in Etobicoke, Ontario. The last three months has afforded her the opportunity to build deeper connections with some of her clients. Rochelle, work from home and of course the pandemic has had a huge impact on everyone. How has it impacted you and your role as a financial advisor? It's given me an opportunity to take a step back a little bit and and connect with clients in a a different way. As an advisor, you're obviously really focused on the sales side of things, and that's still been important. Of course, it always is. But I think now there's been a little bit more focus on, on really, you know, helping clients through what's been a difficult time taking time to make some phone calls. So rather than, you know, texting or emailing, trying to pick up the phone and and kind of connecting on a different level. I find it interesting. I feel like as a financial advisor, you were always sort of like a counselor, but you had that opportunity, you know, where clients were opening up to you about their financial situations, their personal family situations, that kind of thing. And I think that more and more over the last three months, um, I feel like that's that's been important. You know, we have the conversations about policy coverages and rates and all that kind of stuff. But also um, there's that ability to connect on the human level because we're all experiencing you know, sort of the same thing. And whether it's, uh, you know, just being that ear for someone to vent to about homeschooling their kids or, you know, dealing with their spouse or whatever it is, um, it's just kind of a, a common thing that, that we can all connect over. And I think in some ways it's, it's brought me closer to some of my clients. And, uh, and I think that that'll, you know, obviously go a long way for the future as well. The last three months have provided many of us the gift of time as daily schedules and commitments have been turned upside down. Rochelle, you've used that gift on relationship building. Given everything that we ask advisors to do and and all of the responsibilities you have, is it a kind of a reminder of of, uh, how important the basics are? I think so. I, I I feel a little like, you know, some of the, the stress to to meet those sales targets and to be selling constantly and prospecting. Um, again, they're, they're always important, but, you know, that's been put a little bit on the back burner. So I think it allows you to to take some more time to have those conversations. And, um, you know, when you realize that they're important for your business as well um, to be having those conversations. As much as things have, have been have been busy, they've been busy in a different way. And um, it's kind of just given everybody a bit more time to to focus back on those connections, whether it's um, in a business environment or even at home, right, personally with family. So what has the result of that been in terms of, of your relationship with your clients? Um, I think I think it's twofold. I mean, I think right now... Um, 
the benefit has been that they understand that it's not just about the insurance, right? There's, it's about relationships and my staff, myself, that we care about the clients and, and their well-being. Um, and I guess that speaks to the organization in general, right? We, we talk about being sort of like a different type of insurance company and and I hope that that has come through. I hope that my clients will walk away thinking, you know, that we were there for them in a, a different kind of way. And then I, I guess um, optimistically and thinking in that sort of sales mindset, I hope that down the road that they'll remember that as well. And, you know, if they're looking to sort of expand their products with us, that they'll, they'll think of us, right? They'll, they'll come to us, they'll think of those genuine conversations that we were having, the fact that we cared about them then and, and that we're concerned about their best interest in that standpoint. And so maybe they'll come to us in other ways as well. We've, we've looked a lot at how uh, this is going to change our business and other businesses, but how, how is it going to change clients and how they interact with us and how they, how, what their preferences are for that interaction? So I think that's an, it's interesting. I mean, the obvious answer is, of course, that through all of this, people are getting a lot more comfortable dealing online or um, doing virtual meetings, whether it's WebEx or Zoom, because they're doing that in their in their daily life, whether it's business related or, you know, socially with friends and family. I think people are going to have a, a comfort level that's going to be a lot different. And so for the short term, anyways, I think people will be more open to maybe not meeting face-to-face in person, but doing some more, some more WebEx calls. At the end of the day, though, I, I don't know. I, I mean, it, it'll depend. I, I still think there's always going to be that preference. You know, maybe you do your online research and you do things over the phone, but when it comes down to it, I still think some of those transactions people are going to want to do face-to-face. But I definitely think it's helped sort of set the tone for the future, and I think people will be a lot more open. Um, I, I feel myself that I'm a lot more open to, to doing WebEx and, and video calls now. Um, I've had the opportunity to do a couple of uh, life and wealth transactions with WebEx, and uh, I was actually surprised at how connected I felt just being able to to see the clients, to see their reactions and body language, to be able to share my screen and sort of work through the FSP, that kind of thing. And, and they really felt engaged, which I was surprised at, you know, who knows, maybe it was just a welcome distraction from everything that's going on at home. But um yeah, I, I was surprised and I felt good about it. And I actually, you know, I was even saying to my husband, I felt like it energized me. It, it gave me that feeling of being back out and meeting with people in their homes and um, from a relationship side, but also from a sales side, when you can connect with people in their own environment, I think um, it goes a long way. And uh, interestingly enough, too, I find that over the phone you're, or the email, you tend to be just dealing with, um, with one of the decision makers, right? Whether it's the husband or wife or whatever the situation is. But when you can connect over a WebEx call, you can, you can build it just like you would if you were going out to their home or they were coming to your office and requesting, you know, that both people be there. And I've found that that's helped a lot um, from a sales side too, being able to be be with both parties and and connect with both people. So I I think, like I said, I think it will. Well, people will be more open. I don't know if it'll uh, if it'll be the preferred method. I think that's yet to be seen, but uh, definitely more open. Any any tips, tricks, best practices for for that kind of uh, virtual interaction at this point? 
I mean, I think you always want to be prepared, obviously a little practice ahead of time, but I think people right now, again, are very empathetic and open and they understand that a lot of this is new for everyone. So it's a great time to, to sort of practice and uh, they're a little bit more patient if, you know, if, if things don't go according to plan. And I think the other thing is just be confident in it. It's, it's uh, just that shows through, right? It uh, comes across. So we've been dealing with a, a lot of things not having gone according to plan in the last three months. So yeah, that's a, that's a good comment. The uh, GTA looks like will maybe one of the last areas to, to reopen in the country. Um, so how, how are you feeling about uh, playing the waiting game? And, uh, and what are you doing to prepare for that day you get the phone call that you can go back to the office? You know, we knew from the beginning likely that the GTA would be sort of the, the hardest hit and, and likely one of the uh, sort of first to kind of close and probably last to reopen. Um, what I've been starting to do with my staff is to, to sort of have those conversations, like a lot of the other advisors, sort of getting a feel of, of how they want to return to work and you know whether they're ready to do that both mentally and physically and sort of getting into that mindset and assuring them that when we do reopen that it'll be you know a safe environment and uh and there's some flexibility so just again just having those conversations and and getting a feel for whether or not um it's even feasible right we also have the child care issues as well so you know are they going to be able to return to the office or is that not even a possibility so just working through some of those aspects and then um, also helping them prepare mentally for that for that shift we've all become you know a little bit comfortable as much as it's it's maybe not the most ideal environment working from home it's it's become the new norm right now and uh, people have settled into that so it's hard to make that shift again to get back into the office so yeah just just getting prepared for that and and mentally looking at the fact that it might be maybe even september by the time we're we're back up and and open so what can you do to prepare for that uh, that reopening uh besides reaching out to your staff are there other things you can be doing um so so we're trying to do it from from a business side of things too um looking at the fact that you know, we're midway through the year and we, we want to get reopened, but it might be a bit, but we need to be shifting our focus, not not so much from reactive um, side of things, but looking to do some more proactive stuff as well. And um, so we're doing little things to kind of prepare uh setting up um, appointments so when clients are calling in rather than just sort of reacting to to the business the questions that kind of thing we're setting up appointments so that we can take some time to review client files prior to um, returning their calls so that we can get some client reviews and some cross-selling opportunities so just kind of again that's the mindset shifting of we, we need to get back a little bit to business as usual and and once we get into the office that's obviously going to be even more important as far as prepping the office, you know, getting the, the PPE gear set up, the, um, the, the signs, the sanitizer, putting in some extra cleaning measures, you know, the rotating schedule with the staff, all those sorts of things is, is kind of where we're at right now. It's certainly going to be a lot of work for all advisors to get back to the office. Plus, like many advisors, you are also a parent. Um, we don't know if schools will be back in September or what that's even going to look like. So how do you plan for the rest of the year, Rochelle? Yeah, I detail-oriented planning isn't really one of my strong suits, if I'm being honest. Um, and so I, I, I sort of have been approaching this a little bit, you know, kind of 
day to day, you know, one week at a time. But, you know, I recognize that we have to start thinking about like what that looks like for the fall. And uh, I'm fortunate that I have some help from the child care standpoint. So that's that that's a good thing. And my, my kids are still young enough that um, the homeschooling hasn't hasn't been a factor. Um, I really, I really admire what those parents are doing who are working full-time and, and doing the schooling as well. So I, I, I feel fortunate from that side that, I, that I've had some flexibility and it hasn't really been an issue, but I, I do worry a little bit. My eldest will be going to senior kindergarten in the fall, and I do worry a little bit about that whole idea of a second wave and, and what that looks like. You know, if it, if it maybe would be better, you know, not to send her back to school and just not have that added exposure, but recognizing that not everyone would maybe have the that option, right? So um, I'm just uh, I'm just being optimistic and still continuing to try to do what what I can and what my family can to sort of slow the spread and hopefully avoid that idea of that second wave. What's the key to successfully managing through this uh, now and 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 through the rest of the year? What do you think? I think. It's cliche to say, but I mean, I think you have to. I think you have to continue to be positive, obviously, and um, and sort of, you know, like explore that. Okay, worst case scenario, if this happens, you know, what's my plan B? What's my plan C? What's my plan D? Kind of go through that and figure out. Okay, well, you know, if if it has to be plan D, at least I have that sort of plan in mind, and. Um, so sort of exploring, you know, what what are all the possibilities? We'll, if we have to work, you know, back from home, what does that look like uh, for everyone? And and I think that's part of why I just want to take the next couple of months slowly and sort of see what happens, and and then that will sort of you know dictate what what the the fall looks like. I also think you have to be flexible, right? I mean, that's that's the biggest thing through all this. We've everyone has had to adapt and change in so many different ways, and. Um, from as individuals and as an organization, I think we have done a great job of of being flexible, and um, you know it's been amazing to see what the transformation in the last three months and kind of where we are today. Uh, so I, I feel reassured in knowing that you know if, if something doesn't go according to plan, that that we'll figure it out, we'll work through it, and you know there might be some bumps along the way, but but we'll get there. 10 years from now, if we look back on, on this time, what do you think you would identify as being the, the, the biggest learning or the biggest success? I think for me, what I found uh, to be amazing, my staff have really, they've really stepped it up. You know, like you, you have an office and people, you know, sort of working together. And at the end of the day, it's, it's a job, you know, for advisors, it's your business and your livelihood. And so you obviously have a lot more invested in it, but um, I just I've been really impressed to see how my staff have stepped up and and they've really taken that on as well. I feel like, you know, even though physically we're further apart, I feel like it's brought us closer together. Um, even the WebEx calls when we do them as a team each week, just to see their faces and how excited everyone is is to see each other and to talk and to connect. And I just, I really feel like they've taken it upon themselves to be just as invested as I am in making this work. And like just the genuine empathy that they've had towards some of our clients. It, it's, I just, I just think it's been really impressive and I don't know that I fully realized um, 
how how invested they were in in myself and in the agency and in the organization. So I think that that's really, to me, is you know I, I feel like I have the right people that I'm working alongside, and uh, and that excites me for the future too. For more tips from your fellow advisors, please subscribe to the Advisor Network podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future podcasts, please contact me at brad underscore scott at cooperators.ca.